Yes, you're welcome back. Thanks for joining again. You're welcome back. Thanks for joining again. You're welcome back. Thanks for joining again. Miss Kenny, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you. So we're waiting for Mr. Kirili. We're waiting for Mr. Kirili. So when he joins, we'll then continue. Today we're majorly talking about Excel. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. Oh, you're welcome. Okay. okay, so you're most welcome. You're most welcome. So we're talking about um functions. I actually made made um, now. Okay, so I want to mute everybody except you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you're the only person I won't mute or unmute rather. Okay. Okay, so now. Yeah, I'm Okay, now so you talked about VLOOKUP being a very, very good function and the need for the need for a very good base foundation. Okay, so good. Henry, Mr. Henry Adishegiri is asking a question. Is there any possibility of becoming a data analyst or data scientist without VBA and VLOOKUP? So, sir, could you help with that question? Is there any possibility of becoming a data analyst without VBA and VLOOKUP? But first, sir, what is VBA? Hello, sir, are you there? I think we might have lost Mr. Kirley or his network went south. I think Mr. Kirley's network went south, so we'll just wait for him. So I was sharing again about the LinkedIn report I read last year. Um, last year was December last year. So LinkedIn published this report as one of the actually most top skills in which young professionals should actually really, really actually work on. And one of the top skills there was Excel. I'll tell you, Excel was actually one top one that it was strongly advised for each, each, each young professional should actually learn. Now, um, in also this report, in this report as well too, LinkedIn also spotted a particular trend. They said something that, I'll try to look for the link and see if I can just share it. They said something that for baby boomers which are the guys who are retiring this was one thing they gave so much heed to they gave how will i say they gave a whole lot of attention okay sir i think he's back hello sir are you back sir yeah, can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. Yes, I can hear you. Sorry. I, I think you put me on a mood before. Oh, sorry, sir. Sorry, sir. It's oh, okay, okay. the name of your phone, not your name. So I was looking for your name. Okay. So you brought a name of Okay, your okay. So is there any possibility of becoming a data analyst without VBA and VLOOKUP? Please, sir, help answer that. Is there any possibility? It's short. No, no VLOOKUP doesn't mean that you're very good on Excel, though. Mm. You understand? No, yeah. most time when I, when I ask, uh, interview people that too, uh, what just what your your skill level on Excel? Mm -hmm. They tell me that they are very good on VLOOKUP. Mm. You understand? So knowing VLOOKUP does not mean you are very good on Excel. Mm. Because we have other function for data 
retrieve mm. we have index and match you understand mm. even vlookup has its own limitation mm. there's some data that you can't use vlookup for so then you have to have other other knowledge or other function like index and match like mm. you asked me vba mean visual basic application mm. we use vba and macros they are together we call them macros and vba mm. they are used for automation in excel Instead of doing the tasks manually, you can record those tasks in Excel mm -hmm. and you can play them over again whenever you need that task. You understand? So mm -hmm. if you don't know, some people don't know VB, it doesn't mean that they are not data analysts or they are not good on Depend on what you want to know on Excel. Excel is very wide. Do you understand now? It's very wide. Some people don't like programming. VB is like writing a code. Yeah. So you write a code on Excel and you you also play back the code, whatever you need that task in Excel. Mm. So that will be by VBA. So okay. we'll call it VBA and macros. Okay. Thank you very much, sir. So, so, so if you don't know VBA or macros, mm -hmm. you're not good on Excel. Mm. But if you want to learn how to automate tasks, instead of doing manually with yes, function yeah. on Excel. Okay, so sir, um, there's this particular word that actually goes a whole lot with Excel. It's always modeling, financial modeling. Modeling, financial modeling. So what actually is modeling? What is this modeling, modeling? Because there's no job description you check today that you not see maybe modeling or something. So what actually is modeling? So modeling in Excel, before you call it financial modeling. Yeah. So it's, 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 um, it's having it's like you are building a house now. Yeah. You understand now? You are constructing a house. Before you start that construction, mm -hmm. there's some materials that you need that you need to gather. But mm -hmm. in Excel, before you can even start in financial modeling, you need to have the knowledge of functions and formulas. Do you mm -hmm. understand? So financial modeling, most people that use it are those accountants. Mm -hmm. So you can be the want to be the report, the financial model for your business plan. So you mm -hmm. want to know how the business plan will run in the next two, two years, what will be your return? Do you mm -hmm. understand? So you be the model that will predict what will happen in the next two years. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? But based on the data that you have gathered before, so just like you are building a building. So on, just like an architect now, you have your model on the paper. Mm -hmm. So those engineers will know what kind of, how the house will look when you start building it. But you need some materials for building. So mm -hmm. most people that use financial modeling are accountants. So mm -hmm. just like telling me what will happen in the next two years. So they have to have a model for it. Yeah. So most when you are doing uh, your business plan, you also need financial model for your business plan to know mm -hmm. how the business will run. The mm -hmm. kind of profit you are going to make in the next three years of that business. Okay, yes, beautiful. Thank you very much, sir. So, sir, my next question is this, before we then take the next question. Next question is actually very Python-related. So, my next question okay. is, you have sat on different interviews. And most of the okay. time, when you ask or when you sit on an interview, I was sharing last week that I also sat on an interview, I just asking a question, and the person was actually saying nonsense. People are always fast to stay proficient in Excel, proficient in this, proficient in that. So, when they say this proficient, mm. What, what is that proficient level that is required? Because I'm very happy, as you said, that it's not compulsory to actually know VLOOKUP and you can actually know other functions and the likes and you can still get the job done. That VLOOKUP yeah. also has um, limitations. Then lately, I also saw HLOOKUP yes. as well too. I saw HLOOKUP and I'm yes. like, ah, did they update Excel? I, um, I want to also add that one. <laughs> we won't have, have HLOOKUP now. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. So in an interview, if somebody comes to an interview, how should the person present himself? Not to go and say, I'm proficient in Excel, and the person does not know. <laughs> so how should someone present himself in interviews? Okay, but that's, that, that's a very good question. Most I used to tell them in my class that 
um, proficiency is a very is a very big word. You understand? Yeah. When you say you are very proficient in Excel, mm-hmm. you must be very careful. You understand? Most time, the, the clear question is this: They will ask you that on the scale of one to ten, mm-hmm. rate yourself on Excel. Mm-hmm. Because I know that you are very desperate for that job. <laughs> People rate themselves very high. <laughs> they put themselves nine over ten, eight over ten. So after the Excel test, they will be scoring three. Hey. But three over ten or four over ten. So now they will not be telling me that um, the version of Excel they are using is quite different from the version the test was set on. You understand? <laughs> but my reply to them is that failure plus you understand? Mm. Yeah. Failure plus explanation is not equal to success. Mm. When you are working presently, you may be the office champion. You are very yeah. good on Excel. But the new job, you don't know what they will demand on Excel. Yeah. So yeah. when they ask that kind of question, you must be modest in answering that question that mm. where I am, I'm very comfortable using Excel. Mm. For the new job, I don't know what they would demand, but I prefer taking an exact test to assess my skill level. Mm. So that means you are, no, you are not overrating yourself now. No, sometimes when you overpromise and underdeliver, they feel disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. So just tell them that where you are working, you are very comfortable using Excel. For the new job, you don't know what they would demand on Excel, yeah. that you prefer taking an exact test to mm-hmm. able to assess your level on it. So yeah. just be modest on it. Yeah. Just be modest in replying to that question. <laughs> so what does SLOOKUP and HLOOKUP do? What do they do? SLOOKUP and HLOOKUP. Miss Kenny, I'll take your question later. And Adiola, I'll also take your question later. So what does SLOOKUP and, and, um, and HLOOKUP do? What HLOOKUP. Do, yeah. They are for the same, we call them lookup function. We have different type of lookup functions in Excel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have VLOOKUP, yeah. we have HLOOKUP, and yeah. XLOOKUP. Yeah. VLOOKUP means vertical lookup. Mm. Vertical lookup. Yeah. That V is vertical. V, yeah. While HLOOKUP means horizontal lookup. Horizontal lookup. Yeah. Horizontal mm-hmm. lookup. And XLOOKUP is a new function that came out last year. Yeah. Last year, around August, September. You oh, understand? They do the same thing. They are for retrie- data retriever. They are used mm-hmm. for data retriever. So they yeah. used to search for data from one worksheet to another. Yeah, but the difference between HLOOKUP, VLOOKUP, and XLOOKUP is this. Mm-hmm. The HLOOKUP and VLOOKUP, they return, they return a value, just a single value at a time. Mm-hmm. But XLOOKUP can return two at a time. Mm-hmm. So it's faster and more efficient than HLOOKUP mm-hmm. and VLOOKUP. Mm-hmm. You understand? So but yeah. they, they do the same function. They are for data retriever. Yeah. They are all used for data retriever. Both mm-hmm. HLOOKUP, V lookup and X lookup. But the difference between H and V lookup is this mm. is your table array, the way you arrange your table. Yeah. If your table array is arranged in vertical, you use V mm-hmm. lookup, uh, rather. Mm-hmm. If your table array is in, uh, arranged in horizontal, mm-hmm. you use H lookup. Mm. But most times, uh, the tables are always arranged vertically in Excel. Mm. That's why much emphasis is um, on V lookup. V yeah. lookup. Yes, yes. Thank you very much. Then, my final question please, if you have any questions regards. Excel as regards even SQL too. So you do SQL too? SQL yes. exactly. So you can also go ahead and throw your question. Now, um, what actually is the major difference between a data entry officer and and um, a data analyst? Because in Nigerian job description, you put data analyst, and you get there, mm. you meet data entry. You get. <laughs> so what actually is the main descriptions? between a data entry officer and a data analyst or even a bi analyst data entry and a bi analyst what actually is the main description 
okay, just just just, just like the, the, the term there now, data entry and data analyst. Mm. Data entry officer, these are the people that just enter data mm. into Excel. For mm. example, if you, let's say now you have a survey that you have you are doing a research now, you have collected your questionnaires, yes. you don't know it's on paper, which is the hard yeah. copy. So you yes. need someone to enter it mm -hmm. into Excel. So yes. we call those people data entry officer. Yeah. Most of they don't know how to analyze. Yes. And, yes. and they pay them based on sometimes based on targets. Yes. Bank, yes. They used to use them. Bank used to use them even for, for three month projects or four mm -hmm. month projects. Yeah. So the, they would pay you how, how many data were you able to type per time. Mm -hmm. their, their job is just to enter data mm -hmm. into Excel. Yeah. From add copy to soft copy, yeah, so they are, yeah. they don't they are not really good on Excel. But most time, company they mix the two together. They yeah. say they need the data analyst, and end up they be doing data entry officer. You may not mm. really enjoy the job, yeah. but they are not using your your skills yeah. that they are under using you now. You understand? Mm. But a data analyst know how to import data. Mm -hmm. You know how to clean the data. Yes. You know how to organize it. Yes. You know how to analyze and also interpret yes. the data. Exactly. And you also do the presentation too. That yes. based on what you have analyzed, yeah. these are the reports we're able to get from that data. Yes. So data yes. analyst. So data analyst take the job from data officer. When someone yes. when the data officer have finished his job, mm -hmm. analyst start from there. Uh, yeah. You understand? Yes. So you start thank from where the data entry officer finished the job. Yeah. Thank you so much. Like, think that was really, really, really beautiful. And this was major, one of the major reasons I actually wanted you on the show. So somebody here is asking, yeah, Ame is asking, what is the difference between Google Sheet and Microsoft Excel? What are the okay, differences? Yeah. yeah, it's the same thing. No, we have um, Microsoft Excel spreadsheet and Google yes. Sheet. But yes. the difference is that the Google Sheet, you have to be online. Yeah. You understand? So you have to be online and you must have a Gmail account before you yeah. can use Google Sheets. Yeah. So they, like Microsoft Office, they also have their own Google tools. They have yeah. Google Word, yeah. Google PowerPoint, and yeah. Google Sheets. You understand? Yeah. Yes, so yes. Excel also has its own. Excel yeah. has its own online version, which is called Office 365. Yeah, yes, you understand yes, now? Yes. But most like you can work offline in Excel, mm -hmm. but yeah. Google Sheets must be to the internet. The internet yeah. So yes. that's how most companies prefer Excel before network issue yes. you understand now yes, so boy excel is more proficient than google sheet before in excel now mm -hmm. it's there for you to move from excel to powerpoint or into word because mm. they are called microsoft yeah. office yes but google sheet, you can't move from google sheet to excel yeah. it's quite difficult yes. but they, they, they do the same work but mm -hmm. excel is still most preferable yes. it's more friendly than google sheet yes yes I think one of the reasons why Excel is even way more preferable is that maybe because it comes with the Microsoft um, Windows. Like once you own your laptop, yes. your Excel already comes in. And another it's thing, the position you have to have a Gmail account. Exactly. Yes. And a big thing here in locally Nigeria is internet. Internet, internet is very big. Internet is really, really very big issue here. A whole lot of people has been joining, dropping, joining, dropping. Once the first came, frustrating. Exactly. So that's why most of the time. Uh, my, um, Google Sheets is actually really, really, how would I say, in the background, not actually in the front. So thank you very much, yes. sir. Any last words, any other thing you want to actually share with us? Any other last thing you also want to share with us? Any okay, I just want to thank you for the opportunity for bringing me on okay. to, to talk about your training. Tell us about your trainings. Yeah, little knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 sir. One more question. Which year did you actually... <laughs> you said you started... Um, watching Excel videos, which year actually did you actually start? So when you say little knowledge, so you, I wanted to say, I wanted to make little knowledge now. <laughs> I'll take it. Actually, I said, I... <laughs> That's why I said. 
<laughs> anyway, I, <laughs> so I, okay for your question, I yeah, I think okay. I started to turn around eight, twice. Mm -hmm. yeah, hey. You people yeah, see so people like us are still are still toddlers <laughs> compared to Akeli. So I, on my I think on my um, LinkedIn, no um, Instagram, maybe yes LinkedIn. I said one of the senior. I remember like and somebody was like, ah, is he that senior? I say, hey, oh, Monton, so <laughs> you don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I was in the uni, 2008. I just, I just, I was in the uni. Then. <laughs> so thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, you have 12 years yeah, experience. 12 years experience. Yeah, that welcome. is no beans. That's no beans. Thank you so much. God bless yeah, you. Welcome, yes, yeah, welcome, Daddy. So, yeah, thank you for your, your training. Your trainings. You say you do Excel trainings. What other trainings again do you do? Please share with us before you go. Yeah, we do Microsoft Excel training from basic to advanced class. Okay. We also do Power BI. Yes, sir. We do SQL. Yes, sir. PowerPoint and also Word documents. Okay. You understand? Okay. Those are the training we do for, for now. So Excel, Power BI, SQL, PowerPoint, and Word documents. Okay. How can so we contact you for your classes? How can we contact you for your classes? Yeah, anyway, I'm always on LinkedIn. They saw me before, Louis. So <laughs> can you give us your phone number? So, <laughs> okay, yeah, my phone. So they can call me on 080 okay, 628296. Okay, 080 628296. That's my phone I've number. I've typed it in the comment section. Thank you very much, sir. God bless you, sir. So, right yeah, now, don't take so over the questions. next questions. The next questions are on Python and web scraping and the likes. So, um, uh, is VBA similar to? Is VBA similar to defining a function in in Python? Yes, it is similar. But they are. But the good thing about programming languages is that you can actually write your own functions. You can actually write and code up your own functions. You can write your own frameworks. You can create your own libraries and actually publish. Yes. So they've got a whole lot of similarities. You get. So Excel, the most the, the, the next programming language that Excel is very, very similar to is R. R and Excel are really, 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 you get. Now, why? Because R and Excel is a functional, is a functional language. I don't say it's a, it's a functional tool. R is also a very, very functional tool as well, too. So um, web scraping, Ms. Kenny says, is web scraping a branch of data analytics? It, is it... Is it compulsory to have knowledge of it to become a successful data analyst? So yes, web scraping. Web scraping has got majorly to do with data science, not data analytics. We actually pull that out again. So data science is the umbrella body that deals with collecting data. So collecting data could be through interviews. Collecting data could be through questionnaires. It could be through a focus group. You get it could be through web scraping. You get cleaning data. You get then after cleaning the data then the analysis and the like. So analytics just talk, talks about mining out insights on data, but data analytics houses everybody. To become a successful, to, okay, is it compulsory to have knowledge, knowledge on it to become a successful data analyst? Uh, I am not too sure, but it is actually very, very crucial in today's world. Because while the amount of data that is chunking out actually comes out majorly from social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and the likes are putting out an unusual amount of data, I will tell you. So web scraping is, people really now need web scraping because you need to be able to collect data from the internet, analyze it, that's external data. So when we are doing um, web, um, web scraping, we are collecting external data. 
but each firm, each organization has got internal data. So you need to collect external data, clean it, analyze it, and then compare it to what you have in your internal data before you then make decisions. That is that. Please, any more questions in the next five minutes, the floor is open. Let me also apologize. Um, some people took over our Zoom call or started posting a whole lot of nonsense and a whole lot of that. Uh, let me apologize for that. We'll try as much as possible to not put the link in an open domain again. I think because I just put it up open. That was actually the issue. So different people were just joining, sharing a whole lot of nonsense. Let me please apologize for that. Some people have even already left because at least at a particular time, I saw we were 28. So I think some people saw that and they could not really, really stand it. So I apologize. Any more questions, please? Ayobami Adeleke says, please, how do I get started with doing ETL in Python? Okay, Ayobami, ETL means extract, transform, and load. Don't let me take that question. Let me start Dotson. Mr. Dotson, Mr. Dotson is the CTO of Future of Work. I'm unmuting you. Mr. Dotson, how do you get started in ETL? Are you uh, hello. hello. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay, good evening, everybody. Um, mm -hmm. Let me go straight to the question. Um, ETS simply makes extract, transform, and load. Mm -hmm. So it's actually a kind of a, a one of the processes that's involved in um, when you have your data and you're trying to analyze the data. So your first thing is wherever you are getting the data from, you need to extract it from there first. Mm -hmm. Then you bring it into Python using a uh, very good uh, library of Python called Pandas. Mm -hmm. So when you bring it into Pandas, you can transform it from there. You can do a lot of cleaning, which is actually data wrangling. Okay, then you load, when you are done with all the cleaning process, which is transforming, then you get to load it into, uh, into your um, data frame and then you are, you are good to go on your kind of analysis that you want to perform. So ETL is very, very possible in Python. I can assure you that. Yeah. So one of I the- your question. Yes, thank you very much. So one of the main reasons I asked Mr. Dr. Aramu to actually take the question is that he's actually in charge with anything and everything data collection online data connection. So for him, it's not just only, he does not only just play as a data scientist, he also plays as a data engineer. He actually understand actually collecting data on the cloud, pulling data from the cloud, actually even bringing it down even to your computer, you get, you get. So that's actually one of the reasons I asked him to take the question, you get. So any more questions? Okay, so you say learning pandas, you are beautiful. Panda is actually very, very beautiful. A very, very beautiful one. You use pd.read to import and the likes. Any more questions? Do maybe, you're most welcome, you came in late. What happened? <laughs> Do maybe let me unmute you. Do maybe good evening. Oh yeah, the baby. <laughs> oh yeah, how are you? How was work today? Good. I'm actually still working right now. Oh yeah. yeah. I saw that it was one thirty. One thirty. Um, my time. Okay. But I forgot. Yeah. I thought yeah. I said every reminder, but I forgot. Yeah. 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 I guess yeah. I'll wait for the podcast whenever yes. it comes out. Yeah, yeah. So apologies about last week. I'm still trying to extract it. And since we can't go out, we're all locked down right now. I can't get an audio guy to actually do it. All the audio guys have been saying they've been saying they'll get back to me. You get so I would extract everything and everything will be on the podcast where you can always go and talk about and um, listen to it over and over. You can follow the hashtag dear analyst on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I'll always be there to answer your questions. You can always post questions. So Adiola says, someone without a math background, for someone without a math background, does he have a chance in data science? Yes. It all depends on your drive. Just like Akeli said earlier, you must be ready to actually work hard and keep pushing yourself and keep learning more and learning more. Is it advisable to delete the column which is missing variables 
or we change it to zero. Uh, I think Mr. Dotto should take this as well. So during our classes, we kept having these um, questions over and over. Maybe it's null or it's NA or not null or the like. So Mr. Dotto, um, okay, so um, Kenny, you are talking as regards to which programming language? Are you talking as regards Python? I talking as, okay, if it's a programming language, Python and R, there's what to do for that. But if it's not a programming language like Power BI or Excel, there's also another thing to do. So before we answer the question, as regards, is it programming language or non-programming language? Kenny, which one is it? And let me just unmute you, Kenny. So you can just majorly explain more. It's almost 8.30 already. So Kenny, I've unmuted you. Okay, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Yeah, I was referring to um, Excel, like an Excel file. Beautiful. I'm so happy I did not rush into answering that. You should have asked this when Akrele was around now. <laughs> Akrele is really, 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 really good with Excel. Okay, you can answer it in, in Power okay. BI context as well. I'll answer it as, yes, I was going to Power BI, R, and Python. So, for, is it that the whole role is missing or some particular role, or some particular cells? You know, they sell... Some particular cells. cells okay, let me explain. Yes, so, for example, if I have a um, column, if I have gender, age, yes. and if I, a, 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 what's it called? Cell Someone did not... I know, yes, I know what you're looking for. <laughs> I know what you're, that's why I talked with that already. Like, so, some particular age was not filled out and it is, it is empty. You know what you do? You find yes. the, the mean, the mean of the whole column, of the column of age, then you fill up all those places with the mean. What that will do is that mean is a measure of central tendency to keep it in the middle. So anything you are doing will not move to the left, will not move to the right. You get? Go and it try is that. the case of someone's occupation. Like Okay, now when it now comes to occupation, that's now a different thing. But that's why I said you should actually give me a very good breakdown. That's why I put it on mute. Once it has got to do with numbers that you can find, you get just the measure of central tendency. Majorly get the mean or the median. Mean or median, anyone is fine. Throw it into it and you'll be good. It will not go to the left. It will not go to the right. It will not alter or even make you have errors. You get, you will still be fine. Now, if it has not got to now do with a particular occupation, it is best to just leave it that way. You know why? An occupation is really, really quite different. E.g., you collected... Isn't it going to alter the results? No, you just you 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 state you state in your in your report on your your in, yes in your report when you're writing the report that okay some particular things was actually missing this and this that's why you actually then okay I don't hello. know yes hello I don't know if you read our bank report so eg we cover we collected over four hundred thousand tweets but we still needed to mention we had three hundred and so so and so thousand of bank mentions you get okay you drilling in your report and then still make much more and actually make much more specifics, much more specific, um, how I say, much more specific um, 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 deductions. Has to be much more way specific deductions. E.g. for the coronavirus, in Nigeria, we've got 174. This, okay, so they stated the number of deaths, two deaths, nine persons have been out, but 160 something is still active. You get yeah. making sure that they are very, very specific with their report. Please, any more questions before we leave? It's Thank you. You're most welcome. Do maybe any question in the, about data science, data analytics in general? No questions. No, no questions. questions. Okay, no questions. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, go ahead. I saw that you sent a slide in the last email. Are you going to yeah. send the recording or? Yes, yes, yes. I, I will do. I'll do slides. I'll also do the recording. The recording will be put. The recording will be put on. Um, 
um, the recording we put on a podcast. I'm looking for which once I can get an audio engineer who could just help me cut it, edit it very, very well. Then we can then put on a streaming platform where you can just go and always go and replay it back and over again. But okay, so Harry. Okay, so Mr. Harry says if you have more empty cells then than field, it, yes, you should go back to the root of collections. Yes, you should go back and go and collect the data all over again. But sometimes what happens if your data entry officer, the people who are introducing the data are not there yet. So another good thing about data cleaning or data wrangling or EDA, which is exploratory data analysis, is that it actually also helps you to actually spot the trends. It helps you to, okay, then 20% rule, okay, maximum of 20% empty, okay. So it actually helps you to actually spot the trend, spot outliers. So Kenny, I think you actually need to listen to this. When you do your EDA, which is exploratory data analysis, you must actually be able to spot outliers, understand how a change in value works, would, would actually impact the other persons. Yesterday on Twitter, I was doing a, a thread about data, about uh, myths of data visualizations. And one of the myths of data visualizations, people always assume that data, uh, when you're using a bar chart, you always must start from zero. Either a bar chart or the likes. It is not compulsory that your bar chart can start from zero. Your bar chart can start from minus. Your bar chart can start from a negative value. Why? If you're analyzing a data set of a particular business, okay, maybe two, three years ago, when we we're analyzing data, there was a particular class work we do a whole lot for, in the trainings, and it's called coffee shop data. They're analyzing how these coffee shops were actually selling coffees and the likes. So when the first person who finished it said there's probably a particular error, and I asked why, he said the bar chart starts from minus. So, 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 so. And I said, yes, it's a business, it's a business case. Why? The business is yet to make back the startup capital. So in the first month of the business, the second month of the business, if they have not made back the startup capital, then your chart or your, your chart will always be in negative value. You get your chart will be in negative value until they can then make the startup capital. Why? Because they've got inventories, they've got inventories, there is marketing cost, there is a hope, there is rent, there is salary that will be paid. So all of this actually ensures that yes, there is neg negative. So once you do your EDI and start analyzing data and start seeing all of these trends, it just helps you to prepare you ahead to know what you're actually dealing with. Any more questions before we then end today's class? It's been a very, very exciting one. <laughs> Zoom is telling us the next 45 minutes is almost over. If you have any questions, you could just reply mail or look for me on social media. I'll just look for the hashtag Dear Analyst on LinkedIn and Twitter and post your questions. I will most definitely answer you. Thank you so much. Then one more thing, I also want to ask a quick one. Seems like the whole world is like on a lockdown and there's a, a whole lot of free time. Somebody suggested it to me. Should we go twice a week, do twice a week or once a week? So in the comment section, just type twice a week or type once a week. We've got four more minutes to go. Twice a week, once a week, two or one. Just type two or one. If you want us to do twice a week, once a week, twice a week. Okay, one person says, two people says, three people says twice a week. Somebody says once a week, twice a week. I think the twice a week are really, really growing. Okay, it's just till the end of the whole lockdown issue. Once the whole lockdown issue, we'll then return back to once a week. And I think the twice a week guys might have just have this. So please, I'm still looking for just more persons. Let's go ahead and vote now. You can only vote once. Praise. Praise said once a week, twice. Kenny says twice a week. Mm. <laughs> Adiola says twice a week. So do not worry. Even before now, we had already, had already planned seven different guests, bringing in different persons, coming and, like, come and just talk about their, 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 their journey in data analytics. One of the next persons we are bringing, we are bringing AGK. AGK was a very good friend of mine. He's a graduate of machine learning and predictive analytics. I'm bringing another friend of mine, James. James was 
data analyst, no, business analyst at VGG. From VGG, he went to InterSwitch as data analyst. I've known James for almost, almost all my life. Then from VGG, he um, from Sorry, my internet went out. Apologies about that. My internet went out and just came back again. I think the twice a week guys have it already. We'll do twice a week, but do not worry. We have a whole lot of persons who will actually tell their story. So James actually worked, uh, I say he worked in VGG from VGG InterSwitch. Today he's at Coca-Cola, also a data analyst as well. So he'll be here to share, to share his stories, share. Okay, so James immediately used Tableau. Immediately used Tableau. I, I see have Ahmed with Lower as well as so Foresight BI. I've got a whole lot of friends, senior colleagues, friends, senior colleagues, junior colleagues, a whole lot that, yes, this guy actually crunching data for a living. They can come and actually tell stories what actually happened in a business case scenario and how they were actually able to add value. Thank you very much and let us end tonight's meeting. Thank you so much. So twice a week, we'll do Tuesday then. Oh, Abdulaziz, thanks for coming. Thank you so much. Adiola, wow, yes, I'm very, very happy you learned something new. Kenny, thank you so much for coming. Toibat, thank you so much for coming. So we had like six Nigerians on the diaspora. Six Nigerians in the diaspora. We, say, we want to say thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for coming. Ami, please, could you send me that link again, the TechCrunch link you sent? Thank you so much for coming and good night. We have to end this meeting. Good night.